This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. Today we're discussing... Wait, you've never seen Scrooged? True. True. But I'm happy to talk about it now. Yay. (laughs) So, any trigger warnings? Um, I mean, it's a pretty typical Christmas Carol story. Um... There was Marley had his skin falling off at one point. The Marley character, I should say. I don't remember what his his actual name was. Um, but that's yeah, that's just for a few seconds and have somebody there who can tell you when to look again. Well, um, his whole arm, I mean, his whole arm was coming off. Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch gross. that part. That was pretty gross the way that happened. Um, at the end with the with the Ghost of Christmas future there's like a cremation scene which is kind of disturbing if oh, you have a, good... a fear of being burned alive or like tra- or trapped in a coffin being yeah. alive in a coffin and being burned alive that's kind of horrible and then i know that and i i understand that this was less common then and so there's a different attitude toward it at that time but the the dude bringing a gun into the workplace was just it w- yeah, so that was creepy. if that is something that is upsetting to you, maybe don't watch the last part of this movie. I don't remember how much, but I was just like, wow, wow, this, I don't think this movie would be made as a lighthearted thing anymore. New. That's all I had. So, what three things were you expecting from this movie? Well... I was obviously uh, expecting a Christmas Carol type story because it's an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Scrooge will, so in part of the modern update, Scrooge will be like a womanizer. Correct. And I thought he would talk back to the spirits way more than like your classical Patrick Stewart representation. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, I usually like adaptations from of A Christmas Carol, so I was going to uh-huh. give it four stars See? before we watched it. Okay. Yes. So, you're laughing. You're, you're laughing silently. <laughs> oh, so, um, what is your one sentence TV guide summary of this movie? Okay, I feel like I have to explain something before I give you the summary. Okay. So, in a lot of Chris, uh, Christmas Carol adaptations I've seen, they've done like a um, a play on Scrooge's name. So, like in A Diva's Christmas Carol, the main character Vanessa Williams, her name was Ebony Scrooge. So, the whole name, the the last name was Ebenezer. No, oh, Ebene- first name Ebony instead of Ebenezer. Ebenezer, got it. Scrooge. So what I put as my summary <laughs> was Ben Scrooge is a greedy miser who only thinks of himself until three unexpected spirits show him the error of his ways. 
I mean, that's pretty... Except for the Ben Scrooge part, it was pretty... No, so... The official IMDb, not that IMDb is official, uh-huh. their official one sentence summary is, A selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's only there's only so far out of that box you can go, I guess. Right, right. So how did this meet... Or not meet your expectations. Well, it, it was very much a Christmas Carol story, you know. Um, like you said, the cynical, you know, man I didn't with power. Say IMDb. IMDb said <laughs> the cynical, powerful man who has to learn his lesson. So, like, checked all of those boxes. Yes. Um, he wasn't as much of a womanizer as I expected a Bill Murray character in the '80s to be. He was kind of misogynistic, but not. Oh yeah. You didn't really see womanizing, yeah. Yeah, and um, he did backtalk the spirits a lot, but like they were totally messing with him too. So I felt like that kind of evened out. Like that one, the fairy one. Um, Carol. Carol Kane. Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah. Oh my God! She, like the way she would get him to the different places was like to punch him in the face or whatever. <laughs> like. Okay, I can see why he would backtalk her, but it's also pretty awesome that Carol Kane is dressed as a fairy and punching Bill Murray in the face. I was going to say this later, but it seems appropriate to interject this right now. So, when when Carol Kane um Carol Kane actually um actually did physical harm to Murray at one point. Oh my goodness. And the light, I looked this up, like, I remember hearing this a long time ago. Again, this is one of those movies where, like, I saw it as, I saw it when it first came out, or not long after, and then haven't really seen it since. So the story I always heard was the scene where she hits him, she goes, what's this, a toaster? And then hits Uh him in the, hits him in the chin or whatever. Uh Um... I always thought that that was the scene that sent him to the hospital, but it's not. I don't know if you want to... I can give you as much or as little detail as you want with this. Um, just like a basic rundown would be okay. If you remember when she grabbed his lip. Uh Uh-huh. She grabs his bottom lip and she's like, listen, mister, this is what we're going to do or whatever. Uh And there was blood and stuff probably on the lip. I guess is that. Do you want me to tell you what? (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, there's connective tissue. Got between, it. Okay. Got it. Don't need to say anything. Couple else. days they had to shut down. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, that's I mean that. Uh, I'm laughing, but it bums me out when there's like actual physical harm. Yeah. Like I assume I'm watching fantasy violence. Right. Especially exactly. Especially when it's cart- everything's so cartoony and she's flying around. Right. Yeah, I'm. I enjoy seeing Bill Murray get his face punched as long as he's not seriously injured. Right. So I do feel bad about that. So he didn't mean to break your stride. That's okay. I decided to keep it at four stars. You did? Because I'm surprised. I did I did enjoy it. Um it was I liked the um well first of all there were a lot of Faces that I recognize, like Karen Allen, Marion from yes. Indiana Jones, Carol Kane, 
like um, Robert Mitchum. I'm like, oh, I know Robert who all of these people are. <laughs> that was great. So that was kind of cool to see he them all. He was friends in... with Bill Murray, by the way. Was he really? Around. And that's why Robert Mitchum was actually in the movie. He sort of convinced, Murray convinced him to be in it. Did you ever, well, of course you've seen Tombstone. The guy that does the voiceover at the beginning and the end? No. Robert that... Mitchum. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, like I like seeing all of those characters. I liked, um, that there was more of an ending with, like in the, in the traditional Christmas Carol, you know, uh, Scrooge's girlfriend like leaves him and he lives out his lonely life by himself. So I liked in Scrooge that it was like, oh, he recognized the error of his ways and now they get to be together. So I thought that was a nice twist on a classic, um... It definitely and, had a feel good, a feel good ending. Yeah, um, and I love Alfre Woodard, and that helped a lot too. So I don't know. I just, I mean, it's not one that I would be like, let's buy it and put it in the collection. But it, it would be like, hey, it was on Stars, and hey, we don't have anything to do on a Saturday. Let's watch it or whatever. Excellent. Yeah, there were a couple of like weird things that. Murray would say where I'm just like oh I feel like this is going to make you hate this more (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be more open minded because really if you if you um, if you're I'm a very hyper analytical person but Mm -hmm. I know that I can analyze something into I just won't enjoy it anymore and I realize that everything is problematic to some degree and I just have to decide I'm okay with this to watch it like, as long as I'm cognizant of the problem or whatever, yeah. and I'm just taking that in with my experience, mm-hmm. that's how I rationalize it to myself. <laughs> I see. So, I thought Bill Murray's, uh, uh, Bill Murray's performance in this was really good. Um, so, Bill Murray's from Chicago, and so is Roger Ebert. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert never gave... Would never give Bill, uh, Bill Murray a chance in any of his movies. In his uh, column in the Chicago, one of the Chicago papers, Ebert gave this movie a one star. Out of? Four, I think. Okay. Um, uh, but Ebert eventually complimented his acting when he started to do more serious roles, like Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he was at a... Both uh, Murray... Uh, and Ebert were at a film festival, and Broken Flowers, that's another Bill Murray like drama. Uh, he was uh, Bill Murray was being honored at uh, at this film festival for Broken Flowers, and Ebert went up to him, and he said, he, so Bill Murray went on the Howard Stern show, and he said that um, Ebert went up to him. And complimented his acting, right? Mm-hmm. And he, and then he said, and now I'm quoting, and I quote. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Murray was saying, I said that's really nice because I was told when I was young I should never be allowed to do anything but com. I, sh- I shouldn't be allowed to do anything but comedy. And then Ebert bit and said, Who said that? <laughs> you did, Roger. You did. <laughs> Ouch. Stepped in at that time. Yikes. Um, okay, so a couple things. 
What was up with that Scrooge commercial? Like, not the one with the kindly old gentleman, the one with the mushroom cloud where we're all going to die. Like, what was that about? That was just so, so, so over the top and ridiculous. Like, and he's there mouthing the lines like, they're so awesome. Everybody's going to love this commercial. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, okay. It's a parody of the feeling of television at that time in the late 80s. Like, you have to make everyone think that that their lives are in danger if they don't watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like one of the TV things is you can't afford to miss this. Dun, 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 dun. Right, yeah. Oh, I remember those days. <laughs> now, kids, there used to be a time with no DVRs. <laughs> Or Netflix or Hulu. VCRs weren't... Well, they were kind of common by the late 80s. They were. A VCR was a gift that uh, (laughs) Frank Cross, Bill Murray's character, gave to only people very important to him. Not his brother. Not his brother. I still call the DVD player the VCR sometimes because I'm old. (laughs) It It makes my stepdaughter laugh. Um, also, uh, programming for pets. I have a lot of questions for Robert Mitchum. Like, first and foremost, what the hell are you talking about? Secondly, how are the pets going to convey to their owners, buy this kitty toy for me or whatever? Like, targeting towards kids, while unethical... It has a it has a goal like the child can the tell you. Kid can can <laughs> communicate. I mean, I guess you watch the cat just like lose their little cat brain trying to catch the thing the on the mouse. screen, and then you have to go by the dormouse. Yeah, poor dormouse. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. Um. I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot for general discussion because, I mean, it's a Christmas Carol movie. Um, we just talked about a traditional Christmas Carol movie I last time. I we've been time. generally discussing. I'm always confused when we're in general discussion or not. Because we've been generally discussing. True. Maybe I shouldn't say it. I should just do it. I guess so. Okay. Um, but the, uh, the making copies of your butt thing, that's... That's kind of a very Christmas party related office thing, or at least so the office Christmas party, as told. Sorry to interrupt. Right. But as imagined from like the sixties, seventies. Right. Like, by the way, every one of those people in that Christmas party should have been fired on Monday. Right. Like, you're supposed to act totally normal. I've I've seen people be ostracized just by being mildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. At a Christmas, at, not even Christmas, but even a any sort of work related, you know, outing, you're supposed to act a certain way, right? Because these are your colleagues and whatnot. Yeah, I think the office Christmas party, as told in pop culture over the last fifty, sixty, seventy-five years now, is completely different from the realities of the office Christmas party that we all experience every year, which is... Which is awkward and And boring. And they give you one drink ticket, maybe, and that's it. (laughs) Period. The end. Okay. 
So, did this movie pass the Bechdel test? Well, after I, when we originally decided to watch our Christmas movies, yes. since Scrooge was a an adaptation of A Christmas Carol, and I had expected A Christmas Carol not to pass, I also expected Scrooge not to pass. Right. However, it does a couple of times because... Um, when uh, I want to call him Scrooge, Bill Murray's character, Fred Cross, uh, Frank Cross, Cross, Frank Xavier Cross, Francis, excuse you. <laughs> oh, is it Francis? It's Francis. That's what it said on his coffin. Francis Xavier. I feel like that's a reference to something. Francis I tried Xavier. to figure. I tried to figure it out, but I don't know. You didn't. What? What about? Well, no, that wouldn't have been then. I'm thinking like, oh, well, Patrick Stewart played Professor. Professor but that was Xavier. that was like we would need like a time like the ghost would need to make us time travel so we can well, make all of that work. We've established that these are time travel movies. Anyway, so when Cross goes to the homeless shelter to see Claire, mm-hmm. Claire is talking to one of the women who volunteers there, Hazel. Yes, and they're talking about the supplies and what they need to get and who's going to be working and stuff. So. And eventually, Frank jumps in and says something and starts being an asshole. Yeah, these ladies can handle it and blah, blah, blah. But before that, it's just a conversation between, like, I think, um, well, Hazel and Claire. And then there's another woman there, but I don't know if we ever find out her name. Right. But then also we later... Need, we only need two named... Exactly. ...female actresses. So, um, Grace, who's uh, Alfre Woodard... When she goes home, she talks to, um, there are a lot of women in her family. Like, she has an older daughter, and I think her mom or maybe her aunt is there. Um, and I know they named them. I didn't write, I didn't write down their names. But I know she said, like, oh, whatever your name is, honey, how you doing? Yeah, they do that scene where they go, oh, these characters, like, aren't super important, but you should, we want to name them all. Right. (laughs) So I yeah I was pleasantly surprised to see, um, to see that they that they did pass it. Good job, Scrooge. Excellent. Um, for disability portrayal, I would just say go back and listen to our last episode about that disability portrayal because this this um, movie also does have a Tiny Tim like character. Um, Grace's son. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I'm totally blanking his name. Um, but he can't speak until the end when, you know, the Christmas spirit magically heals him or whatever. Y- yeah. Um, so, yeah, that. I don't want to rehash it. Just go back and well, listen to the last one. <laughs> real quick, though, this version of A Christmas Carol in Scrooge. They sort of imply, like, oh, well, you must be crazy if you're seeing ghosts. Like, there's some mental health. True. You know, yeah. Like, oh, I'm just hallucinating because mm-hmm. of, you know, like alcohol poisoning or something. Like, right. There's something medical that's happening to me. Right. Because it's not 1843 anymore. And if you see ghosts, that's not something that, quote, normal people do right. in this day and age, even in the 80s. Despite what Nancy Reagan might say. Wow. <laughs> Wait, is she the one that held the seances? Or was that a different first lady? I don't know if she held seances, but I know that she had an astrologer on the payroll. And wow. 
decisions were made. I'm not sure which, but decisions were made after consulting a astrologer. Oh my goodness. Oh, people. Can we talk about that cell phone? Can we please talk about the cell phone? The enormous cell phone? Of course. Are you excited? Oh my god. The enormous cell phone? They had one of those backpack style. Yes. Is it the Zach Morris cell phone? No, it's it's even, it be even bigger his, than that. His was the. Um, oh right, it was the, the big it, gray it, brick. That was the Zach Morris phone. That's Zach Morris. You're talking about the sleek black thing, but with the long yes, cord that attaches the to the bag that you have to carry around. I heard a cell phone ring, and I'm like, wait a minute. This movie is in 1980, and then I'm like, it's yes, it going to be the most gigantic cell phone. <laughs> and it was. It did not disappoint. Thank you for that technology. Good um, for you. Because it, it took me a few a few beats to realize... Oh, yeah, he's on one of those giant phones. And uh, what's his name? The the dude who swooped in and took the show away from him while he was out oh, yeah, hallucinating about guy. goats. Goats. Goats? <laughs> Ghosts. Um, he had a pager. <laughs> oh, the California dude? Yeah, he had a pager. pager. I didn't notice that. That's good. Oh, man. So, like we said with the last one, like technology wouldn't really change this movie I don't think unless I mean it, it, it would have been easier for Frank to have a cell phone to say hey there's Bobcat Goldthwait with a with a shotgun trying to kill me in my office mm-hmm. that would have been easier right or they might have like a first alert like a silent alarm thing yeah you think a guy a guy with power see I think people who write these movies about men with extreme power mm-hmm. like this, I don't think they're people with lots and lots of power because there's not the paranoia that would come with all that power. Because if you're very, very powerful, the one thing that you're most afraid of is losing your power. Right. So you would have all of these different like security things. You would spare no expense when it comes to that, even if you're a Scrooge... You know, Scrooge mm-hmm. Jr. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all that I have. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's okay. plenty. So, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about are available on our website at WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS, and you can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time, who the heck knows what it is we're watching. Yeah, we don't know. We might be celebrating Pippet's birthday instead. Which is January 1. Actually, 6. In people years. 42 in dog years. That's the meaning of life. She will know the meaning of life. Wow. Wow. Greyhounds make no sounds or else we would have her say goodbye to you. (laughs) Uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening.